Welcome to the Providence Community Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Steve S. Palmer. If you would like to stay connected with us, download our app, Providence Community, or visit our website, providencecommunity.org. Good morning. Is it a good morning? Man, after worship like that, I mean, gee whiz, that was amazing. Thank you, worship team. I, I have a... Um, I feel like a prophetic word for the church. And um, so I just ask you to open your hearts. Um, I brought this up with me because um, I have a question. Is, is that loud or is that my imagination? Yeah. I, I don't like loud, you know, I'm a quiet person. But anyhow, I, I, um, I'm always interested in, in, in this particular topic, but do you think... Do you think there's a shelf life on prayer? You know, I, I, I went shopping, and um, there's a shelf life on certain items. This one is, um, boy, they make it hard to see. They want you to die here. But this one you have to eat before um, 2024, or it's no good anymore. Tomato sauce. I'll go through it fast. I'm Italian. And the shelf life on this is 2013. <laughs> Got a ways to go. In 2013, what year is this? I'm um, okay. How old is this anyhow? <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's 2023, okay. <laughs> yeah, 2022. And... um. The reason I, I'm bringing that up is um, sometimes we think there's a shelf life on prayer. Even like, you know, like my friend had to go for a job interview uh, at once, and he asked me to pray. So the, the interview was on Friday. He went to the interview. It went well, and then he never heard from the company. So I guess you could say, well, there was, that was just a specific short-term prayer. Two years later, they called him and gave him the job. So you never know, right? But I want to tell you about... Uh, a particular prayer in the scripture where the person, the people that prayed it totally forgot about it and gave up on it. It's in Luke chapter one. And I'd like to read this to you. Um, it's about Zechariah the priest. Is everybody familiar with that story? Um, the, well, you will be in a minute then. <laughs> now, in the days of Herod, king of Judah... Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah. And he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both advanced in years. Now, while he was serving as a priest before God, when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot, because there were so many of them, they had to draw lots, so not everybody got to do this. His name was chosen. He entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said, do not be afraid. By the way, I, I can't find one place in the Bible where an angel appears to somebody and he doesn't have to say, don't be afraid. 
in case you say you've ever seen an angel. Okay. But the, but the angel said to him, don't be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Now, this is a hysterical story. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord. And he tells him about the, Nazar- the, the Nazarite vow that the kid must make, and will turn many to the children of God. It was, it was John the Baptist who was going to herald Christ. And instead of Zechariah saying, oh, yes, yes, he goes, how do I know this is really going to happen? That is a stupid thing to say to an angel. Do <laughs> you realize how stupid that was? And the angel says, I know he, he didn't say this in the scriptures, but my Italian version is like, you idiot. I am Gabriel. That's what he says. I am Gabriel, and I stand before God. <laughs> and you're going to tell me, how do you know this is going to happen? But what really grabbed me about this story is that basically Zechariah was saying, what prayer? Because the angel said, We've, your prayer has been heard in heaven. He's like, what prayer? He, was, he and his wife were in their 70s or 80s. I mean, they forgot about praying for a kid for decades and decades and decades. But that prayer was still fresh in heaven. And their prayer was not only heard, it was answered. It was just a different timing than they wanted. And look what they got, John the Baptist, heralding Christ. And I feel the word of the Lord for this church is there's a number of you that have been praying for different things, whether it's wayward children, wayward lost spouses, or dreams that haven't happened yet, and you've given up on your prayer, and the Lord's saying, don't give up on your prayer, but keep praying. And and there's three specific areas I've been getting, and I'm going to call out a couple specific names, but this is for the whole church. The Lord said this is for the whole church. But first of all, how about parents that have been praying for their kids that are wayward? Tom and Cindy, I can't help it. You guys have been on my heart for weeks and weeks and weeks when I thought about this. Don't give up on your prayers for Scott. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I know some of you are praying for spouses that aren't following the Lord yet. And some of you, some of you, um, have given, given up on some of your dreams. Is, is Isaiah um, Eimenheiser here anywhere? That's for you, brother. The Lord said, don't give up on your dream. You know, I have a picture of your th- thing on my wall, and I put a sign on it that says, believe. Don't give up on your dreams. I really feel that's for you. And it's not just for, for Isaiah. There's many people here that have, have given up on their dreams or they're discouraged. And we're gonna invite the Lord to come now. And first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have all the people that have been praying for children and your prayer hasn't been answered yet. I don't care if your kid's 80 years old. It's gonna happen. Because you're not basing it on sight, you're basing it on the Lord's promise to you. So if you have a child or children you're praying for, And it hasn't happened yet. I want you to stand up.
And I want you just to reach a hand out to them. Coles, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. God's word says you raise up a kid in the ways of the Lord, and when he's older, he won't depart from it. You hold on to the word of God. So reach out to these folks. These kids are going to come to the Lord. These kids are going to come back to the Lord. Don't give up. Keep praying. Believe the word of God. So everybody, reach out to them and bless them. Bless them. Jesus, Zechariah, and Elizabeth's prayers were resounding in heaven, even though decades went by on earth. Lord, these parents have prayed passionate, powerful prayers for their kids. And in the natural, they're discouraged. Things don't look good in the natural. Lord, we just pray that you would release a heavenly perspective today and fresh hope and get a hold of each of these children. They know you, Lord. They've prayed to you. They've accepted you as kids. Thank you, Lord, that you're not letting go of one of these children. And these prayers are critical for, the, for these kids to make it. So parents, don't stop praying for those kids. Your prayers make a difference. Now, how many people have been praying for a spouse that's not with the Lord? I want you to stand up. Spouse or maybe parents or other family members, stand up. I want you to reach a hand out to them. God is not, don't give up on your prayers. God is here, has heard your prayers. Your prayer is still alive in the kingdom of God, still alive in heaven. Lord, thank you for these spouses or these family, other family members who are not following and the pain, Lord, the pain that some of these spouses are going through because of what's going on. We just pray right now, Lord, for your power to be released, for hope to be released, for faith to be released, for a miracle to happen. Even today, Lord, at 11.09 a.m., Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and visit these, these spouses and other family members. Now, how many have dreams that haven't happened yet, and you've, been, you've almost given up believing for it? I want you to stand up. You've been praying. There's a dream that you have. It's been put on hold, but that doesn't mean it's, for, it's not going to happen. It doesn't mean it's forgotten. The Lord said to 
the angel said to Zechariah, he goes, your prayer has been heard. It's going to happen. And I, 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 I don't know where Phil and Kara Payne are. The Lord, I just feel like the Lord's saying to you, don't, don't be discouraged in the, in, the, in the settling process. Don't give up on, on, don't give up on your calling. Don't give up on your calling. Don't give up. Don't give up. Reach your hands out to these folks that are standing. These dreams are going to come to pass. These dreams are going to come to pass because they're birthed from the heart of God. God, for these dreamers, these folks that are praying and dreaming, dreams that you've given them, things that you've birthed in their hearts, God, we cry out to you for them, for their prayers, that their prayers are being heard in heaven. Thank you for release, Lord. Thank you for release. Thank you for release. Don't give up. Keep praying about this dream. Keep praying. There's, there's things involved that we're not aware of, like, like timing and people and situations. Don't give up. Keep praying. Get people to pray with you. That's for you too, buddy. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just all stand up to honor the Lord, to honor the Lord's word. Lord, we stand before you. You said that your house would be called a house of prayer. Jesus' prayer is so, 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 so important in the kingdom of heaven, and you've told us that this is to be a house of prayer. So right now, folks, we've worshiped the Lord. We've, we've adored the Lord. Right now, I want you to whisper, shout. I don't care what you do, but let's pray to the Lord for what's on your heart. Would you do that right now? This is not the time to be bashful or shy. Just cry out to the Lord right now. This is a house of prayer. I believe miracles are going to be released. I believe prayers are going to be answered. Oh, Jesus. This house, Lord, this building, we're the house, really. (laughs) We're a house of prayer. But we meet in this building together today and we pray. We pray to you. You see our hearts. You hear our whispers. You hear our prayers. Thank you that you told us to pray. You told us to seek. You told us to ask, seek, and knock. You told us not to quit. Lord, the mystery of divine partnership where you've told us to pray about things that are supposed to happen. We don't understand in our minds why it works like that, but it works like that. So Lord, right now we are praying in agreement with what you told us to do, in agreement for the promises of God that happen as their birth in prayer. So we're praying today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to ask my dear, dear friend Tom Sipling to come up and close us in prayer for this 
session. Tom is a man of prayer. He's a man that understands prayer and believes prayer. So, Tom, I just want you to close this session and this section in prayer, right? I don't know where there's a mic, but yeah, I'm just gonna shout. (laughs) I am the loud one. Oh God, we cry out to you in your word. When men and women (laughs) cried out, there was a difference in the results. God, I pray that as we cry out to the heavens, as we ask you and invite you and welcome you into our lives where the impossible is now reigning, we pray that, God, you bring the possible. God, I thank you that you hear our cries. You are our father. You're our dad. With with you, nothing is impossible. (coughs) Nothing. God, we will relent. We will keep without relenting and praying. We will come. Persevering prayer is required at times. And so, God, where we are giving up, I pray perseverance and endurance. Yes, Lord. God, you would relight our hearts. You would fill our hearts. Yes, Lord. God, you would bring those alongside of us. You said, Lord, that we should stand with one another and pray for one another. God, I pray brothers and sisters would stand and pray with one another, believing for answers where they found answers, that they would then in turn go find somebody who hasn't yet found the answer, that God, they would pray for them to get the answer. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. thank you that you are the God that heals. Thank you, Jesus. You heal relationship. You heal bodies. Yes, Jesus. God, you do what no man on this earth can do. Mm. Let us not grow weary in well-doing. Thank you, Jesus. Let us not be anxious for anything. Yes, Jesus. But through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving in our heart, may we let our requests known to you. Thank you, Jesus. God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. God, I pray that this house, this community, would be that house of prayer. That, God, we would build a culture where people know how to pray and get answers to their prayers. God, we love you. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. In your incredible name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Yay, God. Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Jesus. How about, I'd like you to hear a couple testimonies of some answered prayer. Amanda and Noelia, you want to come on up front? And I do need a mic for them, unless these work over here. This is Amanda Favreau and Noelia um, um, Vastardi. Sorry, my mind. Tell the story. Okay, so during the uh, birthday party, during the auction of the desserts, Julie Hennon came to me and she asked if I could come and pray for Noelia. 
I didn't know that she was having pain in her back, and actually she was having pain for about a year, which I didn't know that either. But um, Julie and I came off to the side in the back, and um, I asked her a couple questions, and we prayed, and she's going to tell you some more. Um, she had asked me uh, about if I had dishonored anybody, right? Yeah, my parents. And I was like, no, I haven't. And then I was thinking about Thanksgiving coming up, and there were just some things. My mom and stepdad are smokers, and for me, it makes me turned off to the idea of being at their house and just being around it. So... I kind of thought um, maybe somebody will get sick and we won't have to go. And <laughs> that was, and so that came to my mind and I thought, wow, that's like, how dishonoring is that to my mom who, you know, plans this meal and looks forward to us being together as a family. And then I'm, you know, selfishly wishing sickness on even myself, you know, or my children or somebody that's just wrong. So then um, Amanda started to pray, and she had her hand on my lower back where it hurt. And as she was praying, I just felt coldness, like ice in that area. And, I mean, within minutes, the pain was gone. Uh, yeah. So that was great. Um, and I will just add super quick, and I wasn't sure if I was going to do this, but I just am. Um, after that, I mean within, I might cry, I might not. I, after that, the enemy attacked Gabriel, my son, and I so bad. I mean, as good as that was being healed, the attack was so much more. And, um, you know, a, a couple of things that just happened, um, Tom talking about praying, you know, I had family and friends praying for us, and um, the song, Worthy Is Your Name, I, you know, getting through it, we did get through it, it was bad, there were a lot of... Um, accusation and accusations and lies and we couldn't have gotten through it without prayer and I you know have to just praise Jesus that we got through all of it and we're on to better times now amen awesome yeah. now, awesome thank you for sharing that now that's praying in the church, but can this work outside the church? So one story, I was with a lady two weeks ago. She's 97 years old and she's a strong believer. And um, I prayed with her that day and I came back and saw her a week later. And she had, at the time when I prayed with her, we were praying for some physical ailments. She, had, she has AFib, atrial fib, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> atrial fibrillation and um, some edema. So I was praying for her in that regard and um, just strength. 
And I came back and saw her a week later, and the AFib was gone. So I told her, I said, I said, God healed your AFib. And she was like, oh, no. <laughs> God wants me here a little bit longer. <laughs> and I was like, but it's so good. She's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, you know, she's 97 years old. She's lived a great life. But I just wanted to share that, too. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, stay. Hold on. <laughs> so if you want to die, don't get prayer, okay? <laughs> you know, when you hear a testimony like this, you can have a couple different reactions. You know, one is, oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Or another one might be, gee whiz, I wish that would happen to me. But the right attitude is like, that testimony is a prophetic potential for you to say, this is what God's doing. He's no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he wants to do for another. We know Jesus provided for our healing. And when I hear stories like that, my faith just goes right through the roof. I'm like, come on. So I think, why wait to the end of the service, even though Lou's got this amazing, Lou and Angela Hallstatt, God bless you, they've got a great healing team they've trained, and they might be running loose in a congregation in a minute, we'll see. But why not respond now? Why wait till later when you might forget about it? Let's get it while it's hot, right? Yes. So if you, first of all, let's start, start with backs. In the very beginning of the service, you might have seen um, tiny little Dustin up here um, <laughs> getting prayer because his back was in pain, and he likes to come and worship and dance with all his heart. And nobody argues with a 300-pound person when they're dancing. And, but he couldn't because, his, and they prayed for him, and your back was healed. Amen. And that's why you saw him running around. Right, that happened right before the service today. And I thought, huh, I knew they were going to give a testimony about backs. And I'm thinking, I wonder if the Lord wants to heal backs today. Mm. Duh. So if you're having a back issue and you want to get healed, stand up. All right, there's a few. Look at that. That's good. Amen. Good. Not that it's good to have a back problem, but I mean good that you're hot. Yeah, hot dog. Okay, now, um, not just Lou's ministry team, who, who should be running around right now, but also, if you're near that person, come on, we just heard the testament of the Lord. Now, what's interesting, when Amanda was praying for Noelia, she heard the Lord whisper something to her. Sometimes you don't just say, oh God, heal this person. If the Lord gives you a question to ask them, sometimes that could be actually blocking the healing. That doesn't mean that's always the problem and that means we don't judge. It just means it's a possibility. So I, I see some people standing and nobody's around them. I don't want them to be lonely. Okay, you had another testament. Well, I had the same thing what Caleb was talking about, the heat in my life. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll follow that up. Okay, but don't go too far. Noelia, go pray for somebody. You got, pray for somebody's back, Noelia. That's how it works. When you get it, you give it. So Lord Jesus, thank you for releasing healing today in our congregation. Okay. Let's wait and see what the Lord's doing, huh? Come, Holy Spirit. We invite you to come. Holy Spirit, come. Rest upon these backs. 
release. More, Lord. This is awesome. My house should be called a house of prayer. We're praying. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Let it come, Lord. Release more power. prayer's going on, the person getting prayer, I want you to test your back a little bit, see if it's any better. If, who's experiencing some improvement? Okay, wait, raise your, if, if you're receiving, if you're, see, if you're seeing some improvement, what percentage? 70. Okay, now here's what you do when you get 70%. You say, hot dog, more, Lord. So why not go for 100%? So keep praying for him. Who else? Any other improvements? Anybody feeling anything happening? Anybody else? Okay, over here. How, what, what percentage are you? 50% better, all right? So if we ha now keep praying for the 100 See, if we hadn't have prayed, he wouldn't be any percent better. You see how it works? 50% is better than nothing. But we're going to go for 100. Where? Over here? Where? Who else? I can't see. Oh, what happened? You couldn't stand? Davy Crockett should have, but that's okay. It's your fault. I know, I'm just kidding. Stand up again. Look at that. She couldn't do that before. Are you, what percentage are you? 100%. Okay, right now. That's awesome. Come on, that's great. Now you see... Do you see what the testimony of Jesus does? You hear a testimony, it releases faith in you, and then miracles can happen. Anybody else experiencing any improvement? Yes? What do you, what do you, what's going on here? You, she's feeling warm through her whole back. That's a good sign. Tension's relieving. Awesome. Keep praying. Give her more, Lord. See, when something's happening, just say more, Lord. He's doing it, right? Let's just, why he works through prayer, I don't know. You have to ask, I just practical. If it works, I do it. You want a smart answer, ask Chris to pray. It'll be smart. It might not be right, but it'll be smart, you know. 
Okay, anybody else? Something's happening where you're getting prayer? No pressure if it's not. We just want to check. And one thing I learned when you're praying for the sick if it, or the injured, if they don't get healed on that spot, you keep praying and keep going at it. Not that, maybe not three hours that day, but every week, because it's the Lord's desire to heal. Awesome. Anybody else before the worship team leads us in a worship song? This is exciting over here, huh? How's Matt doing? <laughs> what? Y'all laughing a lot over there. What's happening? Coldness. Awesome. <laughs> he said, Jordan's sweaty and he's cold. More, Lord. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Um, awesome. Where's Amanda? So did you say you were getting one more healing here? Um, advertisements don't do this at home this one you can do at home how's he doing 
I grew up in a world that didn't do this at all. So like some of the thoughts can, that can come in is like, hey, this is bogus. We didn't get a sermon. You know, like this isn't church. We missed this week. We'll pick it up next week. This is more kingdom than anything we could possibly be doing right now because this is what the Lord's doing right now. Who says there's not going to be a sermon? Well, Steve's still going to preach for four hours, so intermission will be in five minutes. Um, No, but it is spiritual. It's just as spiritual when the sermon does happen as when moments like this happen where the healing begins to move. Because Jesus preached a handful of sermons, but the rest of the Gospels were filled with him healing people. And so I just felt like God was just wanting to remind us to have faith for the healing is what births the healing. And so if you're sitting in your seat right now saying, yeah, they've called out some stuff and I didn't stand up because that's weird and it's my first time or it's my first month or I've never been in this before. I grew up in a small Methodist church and it was rote and we did our thing. And so I didn't grow up in this. I grew up in this spirit, but I didn't grow up in this kind of a church. And so I just want to give you permission, not that you need it, not that I have to give it, but I want you to have permission that when you stand up and say, hey, that's actually hurting. My left leg is hurting. My back is hurting. Hey, I just need prayer for something else. Come to the front. And I'm telling you, Lou's team will probably like attack you. No, go ahead. How's it, how's it feel? Is it all better? It's all better. Come on, let's celebrate it. Yeah, God. Awesome. You should see his face. Jesus is all over him. Awesome. Do you want to do that song and then I'm gonna I'm gonna preach? Go for it, yeah. Well we're going back in time again. Stand up. We would just want to do a song. I know Steve loves this song because it highlights the name of Jesus. Holy and anointed one, if you're looking back there. Jesus. Jesus, holy and anointed one, holy and anointed one, Jesus, 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 just sing his name. Exalted one, risen and exalted one. Gee, your name is like honey. Your name is like honey on my lips. Your word like water to my soul. Your Jesus, 
Jesus. Lord's Prayer, he said, gave a story about a woman who couldn't get justice, and she kept bothering this judge, and the judge kept blowing her off, and finally he said, look, I'm just going to do it because she's making me crazy, just to shut her up. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said, how much more will your heavenly Father answer your prayers? But Jesus was talking about persistence in prayer, not to give up, not to give up, not to stop. So if Jesus said that, We've got to, you know, there is this divine mystery, like why, if God is all-powerful, and he is all-powerful, why do, why do we have to pray? I really don't know. Ask Chris to pray, all right? I really don't know, but that's how it works, and I'm, I'm kind of like Tom and I, we're very practical, like if it works, let's do it, you know? And it works. This is how God set it up. It's a divine, part. prayer is a divine partnership with God where we're praying for his will to be done. Didn't he himself say, the harvest is great. Pray to the Lord of the harvest for laborers. Why do you have to pray to the Lord of the harvest for laborers if he's the Lord of the harvest? Because that's how it works. So prayer makes things happen. Prayer is what works. That's how God set it up. I, I was, we don't have time. I was gonna read to you almost all of, 
First uh, Kings chapter 18, the story of Elijah. Most of you know it, but long story short, uh, James, in the book of James, James says, Elijah was a man just like us. That meant he had passions, he had issues, you know, and you could see by reading his story, he had, he, had, he had a lot of issues. And that's why James called him out to encourage us. Elijah was just like us, and he, just like us, yet he prayed, and it didn't rain for three and a half years, and then he prayed again, and it rained. And that was part of the discipline God was giving Israel at the time. But what's the great part of the story is, um, after uh, when chapter 18 starts, the Lord says it's going to, he tells King Ahab the no, it says, no king in the history of Israel angered God more than this guy. He was a real character. And um, the Lord said, tell him it's going to rain. And then after uh, Elijah, um, you know, the fire came down on a sacrifice. How many know the story? Oh, you got to read. Well, go home today and read 1 Kings 18. It's great. He prays. Fire comes down on a sacrifice. He kills 400, 800 false prophets. And then he said, I hear, I hear the sound of rain. And he told the King Ahab, start eating and celebrating. I hear the sound of rain. But then it said he went up to the mountain. Now God said it's going to rain. God already said it's going to rain. And then he got a prophetic word. I hear the sound of rain. Yet he went up to the mountain and it said he got down like this and, this, and, he, and he prayed for rain to come. But it was already God's will, but he prayed because that's how it works, right? And then he sent the servant up, run up the other side of Mount Carmel to see if anything was happening. And nothing was happening. He came back, he said, nothing's happening. So Elijah prayed a second prayer. God, you know, send the rain that you promised. He sent the servant back. He ran back up. No rain, no clouds, nothing. He went down a third time and prayed. And a fourth time, nothing. And a fifth time, and a sixth time, nothing. Then a seventh time. And then when the servant ran back into the mountain, he said, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. And Elijah said, that's it. And then the rain came, and it was incredible. But what if he had stopped at the sixth prayer? What if he had stopped? I believe it wouldn't have happened. What about Daniel when he prayed, fasted three, three weeks? He fasted three weeks for an answer. And finally, after three weeks, the angel came to him and said, Daniel, we heard your prayers in the beginning. But we had some warfare here. Satan resisted me on the way down. What, what, if Dan, what if Daniel stopped praying at two and a half weeks? Come on, think about it. It wouldn't have happened. And you might say, oh, that, that's just not how God, that is how God works. Sure, maybe he would have raised somebody else up, but that, that wasn't going to happen when it was supposed to. Do you get what I'm saying? And so that's why Jesus said, men ought to pray and not faint. Don't quit praying. Don't give up. God hears our prayers, but you may have to pray through. It might take seven times. Do you hear what I'm saying? God has called us to pray. When we pray, things happen. I was saved during a great revival called the Jesus Movement. And People, I don't know who was praying for that to happen, but I know this one thing. My little, the church that I got saved in, little Chestnut Assembly of God with wonderful Pastor Harry Snook, they had, they had and I'm going to close with this, they had um, 
um, started a prayer meeting. They didn't know, I, I, think, I think they were jealous of the Catholics because they had 40 days of Lent. And they said, no, we ought to do something, you know. So they, they started praying. They prayed for 40 days. This is a true story. Five or six in the morning, sometime when, I don't know who gets up that early, but they were there praying, just a few of them. This is before Lou Engel. This is before Mike Bickle. This is before Peter Wagner with, you know, how to pray systematically, how to pray strategically. They didn't know anything, but they knew this. They knew the word of God. They knew God said, pray and I will answer. So every morning they're praying. And as they prayed the 40 days, people started to get saved in the church. And then people started to get healed. Miracles were happening. They said, let's do it another 40 days. So they did it another 40 days. And it kept going. So much was happening. They just kept praying for, I think, two or three years. But what happened when, the, when they were praying? Now, we're not talking about hundreds of people. By the way, James said, the fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. I love prayer meetings, but one person can do it. Do you know some of the greatest revivals that were released around the world were, were just prayed for by one or two people? You know, the Welsh revival as a result of two old ladies, one, I think they were blind, and they prayed and this incredible revival happened. So, you know, don't think, well, we gotta have hundreds. All it takes is one. But anyhow, as they prayed, the Holy Spirit was literally resting on the area. And as a result of their prayers, this miracle happened that would not have happened if they weren't praying. And this is a true story. I'm not exaggerating one bit because the man who mentored me, one of the men who mentored me when I first got saved, Don Moe, this is his story. He was a monster. He, he, makes, he made Isaiah look small. No, I'm not kidding. He was a walking refrigerator. Solid, my hands. He was a big welder. He was a monster of a man. And he was, uh, before he found Christ, he was an alcoholic. He beat his wife. He was a bad guy. And um, when they were finishing up the, 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 the Delaware Memorial Bridge, the twin bridges, anybody driven over those? Well, he was a welder on those bridges. I don't know when they finished, 68 or 69, something like that. He was up there welding. And John had massive hands. And one of his fingers was permanently like that, except his fingers were three of mine, but big, but permanently bent because he had cut a tendon or something. And he's up there welding. Now his wife was one of the crazy people that was praying every morning. And so they're praying and praying and the presence of God is just resting over South, over South Jersey, over Vineland, my hometown, New Jersey, God's favorite state, but that's another story. And so he's, he's, he's up there welding and he falls. Now it's 400 feet to his death. So as he's falling, he's just grabbing, you know, as he goes by some pipes. And this finger, and this is a true story, this finger, well, his fingers were big. His finger caught on some little pipe that was sticking out. And he was able to grab and pull himself up. He said he hit every bar on the way home. And that Sunday went to church with his wife and gave his heart to the Lord and went, went from being this monster to this gentle, sweet, kindest man you ever met in your life. And he would spend hours with me because I had just gotten set free from drug addiction and I was a mess. He would spend hours with me, praying with me and encouraging me. And I believe that reason 
that happened was because of prayer. Prayer, not specifically for him, but prayer. People praying, and it affected the, the environment. It affected the atmosphere. And, and I believe as we're praying on the hill, <laughs> you know, we got a teeny little taste today of a little bit of God's power. Where do you see it just going crazy and not just up here but where you work where you go to school your neighborhood that's how he wants to do it and and anyhow um, when the Jesus movement hit and it hit New Jersey like it did everywhere else our church where I got saved got an installment of of like you never saw in one summer over a thousand people gave their hearts to Christ and all of us hippies were fighting to get the front pew of the church. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of us just fighting to get in church and get up front. That, and I believe the reason that happened at our church is because they just prayed and they created an environment. And so I just want to encourage you. I don't know what you're praying for. I don't know if you are praying. I hope you'll start praying. But don't quit. Don't give up. Pray, pray. If it's six times, if it's seven times, if it's a hundred times, don't give up because it will happen. It will happen. Okay, so amen. Amen. So Jesus, (laughs) Jesus said, don't faint, but pray. Jesus said, my house will be called a house of prayer. Prayer is important to God. And you're his house. You're the temple. So wherever you are, you can pray. Lord's looking for people of prayer. He wants to connect with us. First and foremost, for intimacy. God just wants to connect with us. He is so relational. He just loves us. He can't wait to hug us and kiss us. And prayer is a way for him to get in there. But also prayer does things and and accomplishes God's will on earth. It happens through prayer. So Lord, today we we are... We're encouraged, Lord, to pray the seventh prayer. We're encouraged to keep praying and not give up. And Lord, we thank you for your incredible presence here today, the beautiful things you did, the things you said, the people that were healed today, what you're gonna do at the altar today when, when when the ministry team comes up and prays some more. But God, we just pray that that this house, us, we the people of Providence Community Church, will become a people of prayer. We pray that you could accomplish your will because we're praying your will, that you would accomplish great things that you wanna do because we've yielded to you and we're praying what you want us to pray. God, I just pray you speak to each of our hearts and encourage us that it's not a burden, that it's not a, a religious duty, but it's, it's just a, a beautiful way to connect. It's a beautiful relational dialogue between us and you and you and us. Thank you, God, for for changing our hearts to believe, to believe, to believe and pray. Thank you for these awesome people. I thank you for the miracles that are going to happen because people are going to go home and pray. I thank you for the miracles that are going to happen because people are not going to quit. And we're going to see families saved. We're going to see kids come back to the Lord. We're going to see spouses saved. We're going to see dreams come true. We're going to see people driving up this hill and finding you and people getting healed all over this area because this group of people is praying. Lord, I thank you. I thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you. Um, If you need prayer today, this would be a good day to get prayer. If you need a healing, physical healing, 
or if you need an emotional healing, or if you got prayer earlier and it didn't click, don't, don't quit. I, 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 when I was at um, Life Center, when I was uh, leading prayer, there was a guy that came up to me every week. He was facing back surgery. Four weeks in a row, he came up to me. Nothing happened, nothing happened. The day before his surgery, he came up again. I said, get somebody else to pray for you. <laughs> and I meant that in a good way. He was healed. What if he didn't come up the last time? So don't sit there today. If you need something, come up and get it. All right? The getting's good up here. All right. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If you'd like to partner with us, you have the opportunity to give online at providencecommunity.org. 